Country music. I love country music. Country music. Country music. The future of country music's looking good. I love it. Country confidential. It definitely has been a, a huge journey getting here. I've been here for 10 years now. Country Confidential. When you dream of becoming a country music superstar, everyone knows that you move to Music City, good old Nashville, Tennessee. But making the move is only the first step. Many artists spend years and years in Nashville writing lyrics, playing gigs, taking lessons and having meetings. Guys, they record music and they network with industry folks and they're just working on their overall craft as a musician. However, only a handful break through the noise and reach stardom. Nashville has famously been coined the 10-year town because it typically takes an artist 10 years of work before they find any success. I am on a mission to track down the artists who moved to Music City and went on a decades-long journey to follow their dreams. I want to know all the secrets and untold stories from their first 10 years in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm your host, Backstage Bobby, and this is Country Confidential, 10-Year Town. 10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-10-
they don't have the work ethic and they don't really last. I feel like I, when I came to town, I mean, I, I, I would not consider myself a singer, a songwriter, you know, even still today, I don't really consider myself a singer. I think I'm more of a writer, but I'll outwork anyone in town, you know? And I think that that's the, the reason I've stayed here so long is because I'm willing to work and, um, you know, keep at it. I love how passionate Haley is about her craft. As she said, she is a songwriter at heart, which helped her be vulnerable in her song, Ten Year Town. She shared with me how this song represents her story from both inside the country music industry and bringing in her own Midwestern roots. I mean, that song is so like intimate. I wrote that song on year 10. You were saying like influences outside, what influenced that song inside and outside the industry. I mean, inside, I was feeling like I just wasn't where I wanted to be. You know, like I'd had a few cuts as a songwriter and um, nothing that had had a whole lot of radio success yet. So translate that to like, as far as how was I paying my bills? I really wasn't. (laughs) It's hard to make money on songwriting if you're not on the radio. So um, I was feeling very frustrated there and uh, really frustrated with the label system in town. I just was very uninspired by it. Um, it seems like there a lot of heart was lost in the industry and it just didn't feel like why I came to town and outside of the industry, you know, I'd been here for 10 years. I was kind of looking around at my friends back home and they're on baby two, baby three, buying the house, buying the boat. And like, I can hardly pay my rent. I just felt like I was you know, I I started looking around and I was like, you know, maybe I've been here for 10 years now and, and maybe I just need to start to come to terms with the fact that like, this might not work for me and this may not be what I'm supposed to be doing. And so I kind of accepted that. And, and I thought, you know, if this is the last like record I get to make, I want to make a record that tells about my time here and something that I'm really proud of. And then I feel like tells my journey. I think we can all relate to Haley on that feeling of being burnt out and frustrated when things just don't seem to be going our way. We've all had that moment where we wonder if the path that we are on is really the right one for us. But sometimes the best thing we can do to get us on that right path is asking for help and sharing our story. I hadn't even thought about making a record when I wrote with Ten Year Town. I was just frustrated. You know, I was frustrated. I was feeling old and washed up and behind and like, you know, just kind of a little bit lost. And I took that idea into Brandy Clark and she's somebody who I looked up to so much and had kind of been beaten around by the industry a little bit too and been in town for a long time. And and so I feel like that day, it was just really a therapy session for me and um, I hope for her, but I say that that song is just like a page out of, you know, a singer songwriter, Nashville artist, dreamers diary. You know, we try to keep it just very candid very simple, very to the point. That song actually, I mean, when we went to go make the record, it was like a given that that song had to be the first song that people heard. The country music community really is one big family. And in every family, there's someone that you can look up to. Haley shared with me who some of her biggest mentors have been for her throughout her career. You know, I've I've been really fortunate to get to write with Nicole Galleon, who's actually my label head now. And, um, and Hillary Lindsay, both and Lori McKenna, like all three of those writers and Brandy, you know, and, and uh, my gal pal, Jesse Joe Dillon, like all those writers. I have like this little group of girls, I guess that I just 
I'm lucky because they're people that I just really respect and admire and they're people that I get to spend some time with. And I feel like they just keep me straight, you know, and like keep me focused. And it's kind of like not by design that they happen to be all women. But I also think that that's just kind of a very important piece, you know, because um, we all get to kind of like bitch about things together and also just lift each other up and just kind of like gang up together and just keep going. But um, yeah, I, I love those girls. And outside of the industry, I mean, a big influence on me, like my parents, you know, and I think that they just like keep me they've never, ever, ever so much as hinted towards me giving up. They just always believed in me. And that's given me a lot of courage to stay. While speaking with Haley, her and I had a major fangirl moment over a country music icon who we've both been inspired by. Honestly, probably everybody has been inspired by her. I don't know her. I've never met her. I would love to meet her. But someone who kind of mentored me without like meaning to mentor me was like Dolly Parton. Like, you know, I mean, everyone loves Dolly. But like back when I was feeling very it was the tenure town time, like when I was feeling very confused Um, I was wearing a lot of different hats. I was trying to make a lot of different music. I was trying to chase what was happening, what was cool, what was working on radio. I was on the, I was also on the road at the time a lot promoting my record black sheep. And, um, so I was sitting in the 15 behind the steering wheel of the 15 passenger van. And I just started listening to Dolly's discography, like top to bottom. So I listened to like all her records in chronological order. And it was a very, very great lesson in songwriting because I just realized like you can't negate what is or isn't worthy of a song of being written, you know, about. And and she's like known to be this bubbly, happy, positive artist, but her song, she has a lot of really dark songs, you know? And she talks about, miscarriage and she talks about mental health and she talks about you know just all of these like pretty dark controversial topics you know and um so I just that really strengthened my um my thoughts on like just songwriting you know and and how I approach writing a song now you know and how I approach putting songs on my records she really just gave me a lesson in, you know in that kind of artistry and um so I hope I get to meet her and tell her that someday chasing a dream for a decade can be frustrating and difficult to say the least but the journey always shapes you into the artist that you were meant to be Haley has grown into a strong and even more talented artist since she started But I wanted to know if there was anything that she feels she would have missed out on if she would have actualized this dream any sooner. One thing that, you know, is kind of the blessing and the curse of the 10 year town thing is the time and like the experience. Like I was so mad to be like spending all this time. It's so grueling mentally, but it is so impactful. Like I learned so much. I saw so much. And I, I I think, you know, even just an example of like when I was getting ready to sign a record deal and, you know, labels were reaching out and wanting to meet and I'm taking my meetings, you know, had I had those meetings 10 years ago as the starry eyed, 
new to Nashville, you know, I would have signed the shittiest record deal in the world gladly. You know what I mean? And like, I had kind of the perspective and the confidence to like call bullshit on a lot of things and just like not do it. You know what I mean? And so I think like that just experience and that perspective, I've seen a lot of friends get lost and get pushed around and like, you know, and, and I think that those are all things that, you know, if you just shoot viral, you don't get to see. Um, I, I think too, just like the experience of like learning every like facet of my business. Like I was my business manager. I was my tour manager. I was driving the van. I was, um, writing the songs. I was figuring out how to promote myself. I was booking my shows. Like I've done every single job, you know? And so it makes it like when I'm hiring my team and when I'm kind of like, you know, orchestrating things, like I know how to do it. So I can actually be like an asset to the rest of my team. And now like, thankfully I have people who know how to do it, but I can still watch it and like, you know, make sure we're all on the same page and things are running how I want them to run. Cause I just, I know how it is. So I think those are so valuable. And I, th- I think just even outside of the industry, just like if you're going to be running a business, you know, or starting a business, like you got to know how it works and you got to know how to, you know, how to call bullshit on the people who are trying to screw you. As a Midwestern girl myself, it's really no surprise that Haley's career has been hugely impacted by the Midwestern work ethic. I believe that coupled with her talent have led her to where she is now. She's obviously reached a few goals in the past decade, but I wanted to know what goals she had for herself in the next decade of her career. Well, baby Haley, like first moved to Nashville, Haley. I mean, she was so cute. Talk about like imposter syndrome, just like trying to be like the Dixie Chicks and trying to be like Miranda Lambert, like just, you know, even down to the way I feel like I was dressing, like there's a picture that I posted on my Instagram that someone sent me a while ago. And I'm like in printer's alley with like a sparkly guitar strap and cowboy boots and like just doing the stereotypical, like just moved to town, fresh off the bus, excited to be in Nashville photo. I mean, I was just, I was so naive. I had, I knew nobody. Like I moved to town knowing nobody. And I just started talking to everybody. I just went down, started, you know, I went into Tootsie's. I watched the band. I asked that when they went out on their smoke break, I went out and started talking to them, asked them for a gig. I just like was very green and very naive and very starry eyed. I mean, when I moved to Nashville, I'd never even been to Chicago, you know? So Nashville was like the big city to me, you know? Goals that I had, I remember, um, I remember being like a, a big vision board person that around then. And so I remember like, I 25 was the age that like was on my board and it was like, okay, by 25, you're going to be such a big country music star that you're going to like be able to afford to buy a farmhouse back in Iowa. And, you know, you're going to be touring and then you're going to go back to your farm in Iowa and be able to have like just the best of both worlds, you know? I think Grand Ole Opry was definitely a goal and a dream back then. Moving to town, it was the record deal, it was the tour, it was the Opry, it was stuff like that. And and obviously like it's taken a lot longer than 25 to get to those dreams, but um, 
you know, I got to play the Grand Ole Opry two years ago, and that was just an absolutely surreal feeling, you know, to get to see that goal and that dream come true, um, because that was probably the the first one that got me here. And I'm still working on my farmhouse, but I'm getting there. And I think that's kind of the beautiful thing, you know, now that I'm older and stuff, I have a little more like grace for myself and for my dreams and just realizing that it's not, it sounds so lame and cliche, but it it really is like the journey of it. And I try and like more and more be at peace with the journey of it, because honestly, that is the fun part. It's cool to have those moments where you reach the goal and you can be like, oh my God, I did that, you know, but I think you look back on, I mean, me and my band, we finally got a bus you know like we're cruising around in our bus and we're like this is so cool and like we feel awesome and we don't have to drive anymore but we're we're laughing about the times the van broke down you know what I mean and then the time that we like got a flat tire or like you know just I don't know I think it's a lot of the journey but I do have goals I want to get a farmhouse I want I want to headline my own tour I would love to like you know, have something crack at country radio. That's still a giant dream for me just growing up on country radio, you know, that would mean a lot, but yeah, I'm excited for my thirties because I just feel like I spent my debt, my twenties just really grinding. And I'm, I'm optimistic that hopefully my thirties can bring, you know, I can start to reap some of those seeds that I've sown in my twenties. So I don't know. I want to farm with pigs. That's the goal. One of my favorite and newest faces making it in the country music world right now is Lainey Wilson, a Louisiana native and firecracker. Lainey knew from the age of nine after a visit to the Grand Old Opry that she would one day move from her town of 300 people to Nashville, Tennessee. It's the craziest thing. Like, I've always known that I wanted to be in Nashville. I mean, even when I was nine years old and my family took me on a family vacation to Gatlinburg, we drove through Nashville and I said out loud to my family, I said, this is home. My mom was like, Lainey, you're nine years old. What do you know about this being home? You know, and, um, you know, the, the people from my hometown, all 300 of them, uh, most of the time they don't leave. You know, they stay there. I love that, like me, Lainey thinks of country music as home. Even from a young age, she knew that Nashville was calling, even though she didn't know exactly how she would get there. She did need a bit of direction. And for Lainey, a helping hand along the way made a big impact. There's this one guy, his name is Jerry Cupid. And he was kind of like my mentor growing up. But back in the late 70s, he had given my grandfather, or uh, my grandfather had given him about $300 to move to Nashville and get started. Just kind of like, you know, let me help you a little bit. And as a favor in return, years down the road, he had, you know, some success as a producer and songwriter. And he let me live in his studio parking lot for free in my camper trailer for the first three years I was here. So um, I I definitely had his encouragement. I had him kind of guide me along. Um, Just, you know, even when I first started writing songs at nine years old, he was telling me what to do, how to get better. This month marks a huge milestone for Lainey. I've been here for 10 years now. Cannot believe that in August of this year, it'll be 10 years. It definitely has been a a huge journey getting here. Lainey is such an inspiration to all the artists trying to make it here in this 10-year town. And she even inspires so many who already have. But I wondered, after all these years of hard work, if she actually felt like she was where she was meant to be all along. 
for me. I feel like with every single song that I write and with every year, I find myself a little more. I find who I am, what I want to say and how I want to say it. And I wouldn't change the journey for anything because it's been hard, but it gives me a story. It gives me something to talk about. And it gives me, you know, um, hopefully people can listen to my story and be like, dang, like if you don't give up, if you don't have a plan B, you know, if you only have a plan A, then plan A has got to work at some point in time. So I'm hoping that people can, can look at me towards that. But yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. I mean, it's made me who I'm supposed to be. Lainey is a newer artist on the country scene, which really means she's at the forefront of this new wave in country music. I had a feeling after 10 years in the business, she had a few things to say about the country music coming out of Nashville today. I feel like people are really attaching themselves to the lyrics. And as a songwriter, I mean, that's a dang songwriter's dream. You know, I mean, we pour our hearts and souls into these songs and every single one of them are our babies. And um, I've written probably about 3,500 songs and every single one of them means something different to me and show vulnerable sides of me. I mean, heck, some of them are just, you know, good old party anthems too. But yes, I feel, I feel a little bit of the current changing and I'm excited about it. I know that I love diving into people's music and really, really thinking about why they said that the way they said it. And um, that interests me. So it's exciting to see other people being interested in that. The reason I love 90s country so much is because it comes with a story and I'm a sucker for a good story. Um, But in order to hear the story in the song, you got to listen to it. And I think, uh, I think people are kind of, you know, going back to their roots. Lainey's debut project is titled Saying What I'm Thinking. And I could tell from just into a few minutes of our chat that her honesty and realness is really what she's all about. I wanted to know how the title of this album encapsulated her journey and the perspective that she's carried with her throughout her career so far. You know, the record is called Saying What I'm Thinking. And I've been saying what I'm thinking my whole life. When I was a little girl, my parents wanted to put a muzzle on me. They were like, good Lord, Lainey. (laughs) But um, it's so crazy, you know, like the kind of music that I write today, of course, it's better than what I was writing 10 years ago, but it's still the same kind of music. I feel like I've always kind of um, tried to really just just say it like it is. Um, Whether that makes your skin crawl a little bit or you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe she just said that. Um, that's my goal. My goal is to get people's attention, make their eyebrows kind of raise, because at the end of the day, that I feel like the things that I'm saying is what they're thinking anyway. It's safe to say that Lainey knows a thing or two about making it in Nashville. The journey always hasn't been the same for her, and there's really not one formula to success. But she did have some great advice for other artists trudging through the mud on their own journey in this 10-year town the end of the day like people are going to love you for you and you know if you feel like they don't then you're going to find your group of people who do um but yeah that's what I'm hoping that this music can just make people feel understood be honest with yourself be honest with the people around you and be unapologetically yourself I love that message guys and I really think it's something that everyone can take to heart I can only imagine the obstacles that Lainey has had to face over the decade that she's been in country music. Lainey shared with me a little bit more about some of those obstacles and what has inspired to keep going. I think everybody's journey is different. And I kind of too feel like, you know, if you feel like it's harder for you, which I have at times, um, that makes me, that fuels my fire. And that makes me roll my sleeves up and work a little harder. So I'm always like, watch out, boys, we coming for y'all. But really, I mean, yeah, there's... You know, there's definitely been um, 
there's a, a core group of songwriters here in town who, you know, I've wanted to write with for years. And um, it's almost just kind of like I've had to, I guess, pay my dues, I guess is what you would call it. I mean, shoot, I didn't get a publishing deal until year seven. And I couldn't figure out what to do. I didn't know how to get my foot in the door. Um, you know, I mean, of course, there's been times where I'm like, is it because I'm a girl, you know? But I'm like, heck no, throw some dirt on it, get busy, do your thing, your time's coming. Um, but yeah, it's there's been some challenges uh, for sure. But like I said, I feel like everybody's journey comes with challenges. And um, at the end of the day, I mean, what is life if you don't have ups and downs? It's all about the ride. It really is all about the ride. And guys, I feel so blessed that Lainey was able to be so vulnerable with me and even share that sometimes she wasn't sure about making it because she is a woman. Country radio has been notorious for excluding female artists. And Lainey shared her thoughts on why she thinks it's so important that they include female artists and why they need to do it more often. A lot of people probably grew up listening to the Shania Twain's, the Trisha Yearwoods, the Leanne Womax, the Dolly Parton's, and all of their stuff has substance. You know, they have something to say. I think people, of course, they want to turn on a song and feel good every now and then, but also at the end of the day, um, everybody just wants to feel something. And I feel like female artists can make you feel something if you listen to them. I'm sure y'all can tell by now that I am a huge fan of Lainey myself. And I'm also sure that you can tell exactly why. I know we're all wondering what comes next for her. So I had to ask her the inside scoop behind the songs off of her new album and why after 10 years, she felt like it was the best time to release it. First song I thought of when you said hard to write, for me, it was probably where I was at in life. It was keeping bars in business. And um, I had just gotten off the road. We were so busy at the time that I had to send the dog that I had that had actually moved to Nashville with me. She was my baby. I don't know if you have a, an animal or a pet, I do. but you know how it is. They become family. Mm -hmm. And her name was Puddin. She moved to Nashville with me. She lived in my camper trailer with me. She was my baby. And um, while I was on the road, my parents had to put her down. And it was one of the hardest things that I've ever had to go through in life. And I show up to this co-writing session and, and the guys asked me, they're like, you know, how you doing, Lainey? You killing it on the road? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I'm on the struggle bus, you know, and um, I don't know what we're about to write today, but it's going to be interesting. And we ended up all for some crazy reason we were all in the same boat we were all going through something like Matt Rogers mama had just had a stroke and George Smith was going through something else and we really got to talking about how even though we were going through things in life and, and life was tough at the moment there is somebody right down the road or on the other side of the world who is having the best day of their entire life where maybe they're getting married having a baby um, graduating college, whatever it is. And in my opinion, those are the things that really keep the world turning. And with the exception of 2020, those are the things that keep bars in business. <laughs> well, so the record's been done for a little while. And, you know, I, I put out an EP and then I went on radio tour. And then right when I got finished with radio tour, that was like a five month ordeal. Um, the world shut down and it was like, wow. Um, you know, this is definitely not what we had, um, you know, envisioned, but uh, let's work with what we got. And we ended up, you know, kind of putting a few out along the way, just because I feel like more than ever, and, and especially last year, uh, people need music. And I mean, the power of music is truly something, the healing it can do. 
and I know I needed music. You know, I was I was hoping that people weren't going to stop just putting out music. So, um, yeah, finally, at the beginning of this year, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm very I'm, I'm excited. I think the world is very close to opening back up and um, it feels good. It felt just in a, a weird kind of way. It just felt like the timing was right for me. So we just kind of took a leap of faith. And like I said, I think people really need music and it feels that way. When I, when I put it out there, everybody seemed very receptive. Fun fact, I actually won an interview with Lainey back in November of 2020. Getting to talk to her a little less than a year later was really a full circle moment for me. So I had to ask her the same question I did back in November. After 10 years and over 3,500 songs written, what is Lainey Wilson's favorite lyric? Yeah, I wonder I wonder if it was this answer, because it changes for me every day. Um, was it, I can hang a picture same as I can take it down? Okay, well, I guess it hadn't changed too much. I don't know why I love that line so much. It just hits me, and I think so many people have been in that situation where, you know, you fall in love, it turns out to not be what you thought it was going to be, and you have to... Um, to get rid of certain memories and like, you know, what at the end of the day, roll your sleeves up, get it done. It's really cool to see that Lainey has been impacted by that lyric for so long. And I know she'll be coming out with more great ones in the future. Like she said, sometimes you just have to roll up your sleeves and get it done. And I can't wait to see what's next for her. I truly believe that her attitude, strength, and crazy talent are exactly what has helped her find success. And all of those things are going to take her very, very far. Y'all may remember our next duo, Pryor and Lee, from our debut episode, Singing Competition Roots. And if you haven't checked it out yet, you should. It's such a fun episode. I loved getting to chat with these guys a little bit more about their career. Despite competing on The Voice, these guys have actually been pounding the pavement for 10 years before they finally felt like they got their big break. I moved here in March 6, 2011, and I lived in a small town in California, and there's a bunch of local bands out there. It's right on, you know, right on the ocean, and it's Friday today. I can tell you exactly what bands are playing at what bars, home, the same people playing the same songs going, to, and I was terrified, and I said, I'm not going to do that. So I packed my stuff and moved to Nashville, and I was here for, I mean, it was nine years to the day, almost, pound of pavement, looking for anything. And it didn't work out. And then I meet him on The Voice. We record one song and he sends it to somebody. And the next day we have a meeting and then it's like, congratulations, we believe in you. We want to move forward. It's like, what in the world? It's the weirdest thing in the world. It's, it's very odd. Caleb Lee, the other half of the duo, also shared his 10-year town story with me. And I grew up a couple hours north of Nashville and gave music a shot. I mean, music was one of those things that I always thought I was going to be going to do, um, always wanted to do. Uh, met my wife in college, and we started having kiddos young. And uh, the music world was just one of the, it was it was pound of pavements and bunch of no's. And and um, so we just we kind of collectively as a family said let's let's take a season, let's focus on us. And so we 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 lived in Florida for about um, almost ten years. And I thought music was a season of the past as much as I wanted to do it and it just wasn't the route that, that life was had, had taken me on. And, um, I like to say I wasn't running away from music, but I was running toward our family. And that was the, that was the journey that I needed to be on at that time. And then the voice happened. Uh, and 
pushed me right back into to this in a good way. Um, always wanted to do it, but I had no, I didn't know what the on ramp was after ten years of being away, and um, this was this was that. And now we're here, and my family and just moved to Nashville back in October, and so we're we're in it, we're in it to win it. After a decade of working on their dreams, I was sure that Pryor and Lee had faced a lot of adversity and closed doors. I wondered how they used those experiences to grow and how they turned those closed doors into big opportunities as they moved through their career. You know, it's what's kept our head down and, and, and working toward what we've got, whether it was 10 years of pound of the pavement or for us, you know, for me and my family, we, we took a hiatus and I, I did think it was over. And like I said, not running away from music, but running towards something else. And But still in the back of my conscious thinking music is you've got to do something with it. I love that Pryor and Lee knows that country music lives in their souls, and I think it's something that really sets them apart. But I think that Pryor had an insightful perspective that I am now choosing to use in my endeavors, too. And the other side of no is yes. And those no's are everywhere. And they like to sprinkle in a little bit of yes. Just every now and then you're like, oh, okay. And that little bit of yes is all you need to just reignite that fire. And you're like, okay, I can do this. I can do this for another six months. And then before you know it, you've done six months like 25 times. And you're like, oh, gosh. <laughs> How many times am I going to have to, you know? It's, it's hard, but, man, those no's, those no's are what make the yeses big yeses. Talking to these guys always really just lights me up. Their energy is so contagious. These guys have so much more in store for them. So I had to ask them what their goals for their next 10 years in country music are. Well, I hope uh, that we're still talking to backstage, Bobby, um, at the, when the when in ten years from now, and because that means we're still doing what we love. We're and, having cocktails in Chicago at Joe's on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day, watching the Green River, having a great time, eating some pizza and hot dogs, and watching the Cubbies. Yes, yes, yes. But you know uh, the the dreams we want to we want to we want to keep this this dream alive. We we uh, we want we have lots of music that needs to be written lots of music that needs to be heard um and lots of great folks to enjoy uh, a lot of good times with and um that's what we're looking forward to the most and whatever success is attached to that bring it on but as long as we get to do what we love and, and in the places that we love with the people we love we're we're down <laughs> wow y'all i hope you're all walking away with some inspiration i sure know i am the best part of it all is that these artists are all working on some more exciting projects and hitting the road you can catch Haley witters on tour with little big town and midland later this year and be sure to listen to her album one of my favorites living the dream laney wilson just hit the road with jason aldean and hardy on their back in the saddle tour and guys she's prepping for her stagecoach debut next year and as someone who has seen her live here in Chicago at the Windy City Smokeout, you don't want to miss her. And make sure you also listen to her new album, Saying What I'm Thinking. And my buddies, Pryor and Lee, are on the road right now for their Right Now tour. I can't wait to see what all of these amazing artists do next. And let's be honest, they all have very bright futures ahead of them. I don't think artists talk enough about how they found their success. So I'm feeling really lucky that I got to sit down with these artists and really dig deep into what makes them the artists that they are today. Haley Witters, Lainey Wilson, and Pryor and Lee have taught me that patience, perseverance, and a touch of luck on top of 10 years of hard work can help you make it as a country artist. 
These talented artists have spent 10 long years grinding away in Nashville, and they're just now seeing the fruits of their labor. And guys, now we get to enjoy them. Once again, my name is Bobby Dixon, and I run Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights my home city of Chicago and all of the country music that lives here. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby, and be sure to subscribe to the Country Confidential podcast to hear more insider info directly from your favorite country music artists. Country Confidential. The All Country News Country Confidential podcast is produced by me, Ashley Kim. I also executive produce alongside my team at Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you love this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. And a huge shout out to our friends from Restless Road who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club and subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter. Check out a new episode of Country Confidential every month right here. All Country News.